0: What the hell is the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the
1: award-winning Evan
0: Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next
1: week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy.
0: I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is a special Rangers Podcast, Rangers Ballsy Podcast, because we have... And, and I've heard this about this, this guy more than anybody else, the great Jerry Fraley. And when we use the words, we had Chuck Cooperstein on our Maverick uh, um, podcast earlier today, and he referred to him as the great Jerry Fraley. Jerry Fraley, who covers the Rangers uh, for the Dallas News, R- Dallas Morning is lucky enough to have him, SportsDayDFW.com. Jerry, how long have you covered baseball? Uh, my first year was
1: 1981 when I was six years old.
0: You were six years old and covered baseball, and, and you was it the Phillies? Yes. And then you covered who else? The Braves? Uh, then I covered the Braves,
1: and I came here in 1989.
0: 1989. So you got with the American League, always my favorite league. And by the way, we I should mention to everybody. We have the great Chris Wagner with us, uh, a cultural critic, I'm, I'm told, and he'll use the word schadenfreuden or something. Uh, and uh-huh. I and I don't watch baseball anymore because I'm a Giants fan. So, so oh, I sad remember. Sad when, how about two thousand? Was it two thousand ten? I we, watched we, that. Yeah, you watched. I was th- at the. I was at Game Five. Yeah, know, thanks a lot. So, it's it's,
1: it's, ama- it's amazing. how they can't hit this year. They just cannot hit. They it's can't. A, you know, do anything. They've got good players, and they just can't hit.
0: Yeah. So can the but the, Ra- the Texas Rangers can hit right this year? Right. And what what, what what's What's with the bullpen? What's, well, well, let's go. Give us a quick review of the first half of the season, and then we'll talk about what we have to look look forward to here at the All-Star break.
1: Well, I mean, not to repeat a theme that I wrote the other day, but they've wasted a really good opportunity. Look, Houston's the best team in this division. So let's just you know put that aside. They're not going to catch Houston. But, you know, they blew five games in which they led entering the ninth inning, most of the majors. You should maybe blow one, maybe two at the most. The other thing is they, they they've wasted good starts by Darvish. They're eight and eleven in Darvish's starts. Realistically, they should be at least eleven and eight. But you know they've wasted a lot of good pitching. Cashner's uh, been better than I thought, but you know combination of the bullpen and a, a one dimensional offense. But they've just wasted too many opportunities. I don't know how many more they're going to get in the second half. You, but, you... Uh, to me, that's what they are. They're this very wasteful team.
0: You've you've. Been around you, Darvish, enough to know. Do you think their Rangers wasting his performances will weigh on his decision if if it comes no, down to know. it? No?
1: No. I think it's all about the money. And if you remember a couple of years ago when the Yankees signed Tanaka, the next spring Darvish made a what he said the Rangers tried to paint as a flip comment that he thought that was too much money for Tanaka. And everybody, they went into spin control, oh, he's just trying to be funny. He wasn't. That contract of Tanaka burns at him. Look at the best game he pitched this year it was against Tanaka in New York. He wanted to show people he is it, he is driven to get a bigger contract than Tanaka so to show that he's that he's the number one cat out of Japan. Does, does that, it, it's all it's gonna be all about the money.
0: Does that mean he's gone?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, look this is a this is not a small this is not Mayberry. This is a big market team, despite what they try to say. Ray Davis and Bob Simpson are billionaires. You know, they've got a new ballpark coming online in 2020 that's going to be another cash cow. You know, I think they have to step up and quit acting like they're, you know, like they're Green Bay or something. they got us, uh, you know, but anyway, that said, it's going to be all about the money. And, and the team that comes in and, you know, knocks them over is going to want to get them. But I think they have the resources to do it. It's a question of will they use those resources.
0: Well, do you have any gut? Do you have a gut feeling on it?
1: <sighs> Not really. I mean. You know, you you always say a coastal team because I I don't mean to be an ugly American, but the Japanese guys tend to like the coastal cities because of the more temperate climate. Um, Again, I hope that doesn't sound ignorant. Um, You know, you hear a lot of rumbling about Philadelphia because they're going to have tons of money and they want to throw a lot of money around. And if money is the big factor, I know they're they're a horrible team right now, but they are building. They do have some decent young players, but. At this point, I don't have a true gut feeling, but I, I just got a feeling it'll be a coastal team in a big market.
0: So, if you were the Rangers going, to, are, the, are the Rangers contenders? Contenders for for the postseason, obviously not to win the yes. division. Uh, so, what would you do if when John Daniels calls you up later today? What are you going to tell
1: him? I say you go for it. Look, they don't have; any, they've depleted their system with go for it trades. The last two years, so they don't have a lot to deal. You know, Luke Roy could be a good chip. It's it's getting obvious that they don't like Luke Roy. Other teams do, but look, American League whoa, right now whoa, whoa, Jerry,
0: Jerry, Jerry, let me. Why is it obvious that they don't like the they don't like Luke Roy?
1: Well, I think you look how much Torino's is playing right now. Mm-hmm. Torino's was supposed to be maybe a once a week guy. Well, now he's playing. They're almost 50-50, maybe even a little, you know, a tick above, but. He just hasn't been what they thought he would be as a receiver, as an offensive player, uh, and, and, you know, that's why they're calling around. They are calling around, you know, looking to move him. Mm-hmm. And they could get a good piece for him and, you know, not damage their rebuilding farm system. What, but uh,
0: what, what, what could they get for him? Not a, but, but what kind of player? You know, I, you,
1: well, okay, I would go to the – for example, the Cubs have a real – the Cubs have a real problem with catching right now. Uh, you could probably get a, re- a prospect ready for the big leagues out of tri- double-triple-A from the Cubs, something like that, and then maybe a kid out of A-ball. You could probably get two for one. Uh, a pitcher? Yeah. You're not going to get the quality of Brinson and Ortiz, two guys that gave Milwaukee for them, but you could still get some quality. And I still think the Cubs are a likely team because they need to do something, obviously. They've been sleepwalking the first half. They've got a problem at catcher. They missed David Ross. Even though he was, you know, not that much, they've got to do something catcher. So that's one place I would definitely look. Uh, uh,
0: so, but but you but you still insist the Rangers should. You, you don't insist. That's a bad word. You think the Rangers should go for it? So you're getting rid of yeah. a veteran for young players. How does this help right. them? How does this help them uh, make the playoffs this
1: season? Well, you know, maybe that pitcher's a kid. You can plug in the bullpen and. You know, I always remember what the Angels did. It seems like a, a hundred years ago now, with Francisco Rodriguez, you know, plug a kid into the bullpen, maybe you know, get hot there, but you know, something like that. But they, you're not going to get a closer for, for uh, Luke Roy if that's what they're thinking. It, you know, maybe you could get Addison Reed from the Mets, but I don't. You'd to take a lot. It's probably take, they take a more than Luke Roy. But the thing is, there's only three good teams in the league this year. Bought the, the division leaders right now, and even Cleveland hasn't been that good. So maybe there's only two, but it's there i mean it's it's a it's a hodge it's a mess right now it's a jam so go for it why not you you know you don't know how many more chances you get so i would keep going for it
0: Ty- do you like Tyson ross
1: yeah he's he's you can see he's still rusty mm-hmm. he only he only pitched like i think six innings last year. he made one major league start last year before he had the surgery right he has exce- he has exceptional movement he's a very good slider he has real good movement on the fastball the velocity's not back though he was a ninety four, ninety five guy. He's been ninety, ninety one, uh, but he, he's got kind of that cross body delivery a little bit that really puts a lot of movement on his fastball. Sometimes, it, as we've seen, it runs out of the strike zone a lot. You know, once he kind of gets gets that back, gets gets the rust off completely, I think he can be a solid guy. He's not an ace, but he's a good three number three or number four guy.
0: What about Cole Hamels? What what, what should we think about him these days?
1: He's he's in a you know, he's in a different stage of his career. He doesn't throw as hard as he used to. He's more of a, a little bit, probably more of a nibbler, working on the fringes of the zone. The one thing we've seen in his last two starts is he's getting back to getting guys to swing at pitches, particularly the changeup, out of the zone. He probably gets more swings on pitches out of the zone than anybody. Uh, but he's, he's a lot more of a pitcher now than he was early. He's very solid. I don't think he's an ace. He's a really good, the scouts will tell you. He's a really good number 2 starter. But how many, you know, a lot of teams don't even have that. So the, so, so you think.
0: like their so you you would like him as a number 2, you would like Ross as a yeah. number 3. What about right. P- where's Perez fit in?
1: Maybe a number 5. I think he's been one of the biggest disappointments of the first half. Martin has a lot of ability, but he has not advanced. He's really plateaued.
0: Is it is it is he, it all he, in his head?
1: A lot of it, yeah. He still tends to, to – the game hurries up on him in pressure situations. You know, like maybe a feeler doesn't make a play. Maybe a team puts a couple runners on. The game hurries up on him. He starts overthrowing. Uh, he doesn't know how to slow down the game, you know, which is something Hamels is really good at. You know, when Hamels, Hamels gets in trouble often, as you know, most pitchers do, but a lot of runners, but he knows how to slow the game down. Get that hitter and get out of trouble. Martine still hasn't learned that art, and you know he's been around for a few years now. You can't say he's a kid anymore. It's it, it's time for him to take a step forward. He really hasn't done that yet.
0: So we have we have an All Star game tonight. We, we're here Tuesday mm-hmm. morning doing this uh, ballsy podcast. Okay. There will there'll be zero Rangers playing. Right? Did you think Elvis should have made the should have made the team?
1: Well, you know, there's that every year, and then you always try and say, well, who do you take off? Right. And, and and I think what what the thing that the fact that Elvis is not there and he's had a very good first half he's their MVP this uh, tells you how good shortstop is right now, I mean there are just a ridiculous number of good shortstops, and, and and a guy who might be the best is playing third base at Baltimore Manny Machado yeah when he goes back you know when you go back to shortstop he might be the best, but uh, but the, you know the guy in Houston Correa the guy in Cleveland Lindor, uh, the guy in Seattle Segura I mean there's just a so many Didi Gregoris with the Yankees, uh, Bogarts with Boston. I mean, you go. There are so many good shortstops now. You know that position has. I guess because of Ripken, but that position has really changed from the, you know, the Mark Belanger 160 pound guy who, who <laughs> catches everything and hits 180. To yeah. they're offensive threats now too, and you know Elvis is just a victim of a position that's really up. You know, I guess you could call it a golden era for shortstops
0: right now. You know, Chris Wagner's here with us and uh, mm-hmm. anytime you want to throw in a giant who's a really good player, remember the San Francisco Brand, Hey, they, feel got free. A great in, they got a
1: great shortstop. They got a great shortstop in Brandon Crawford. Yeah, he's a nice he's player. Tremendous. He's a nice player. Yeah, he's you know, a very good player. I mean, there're just so many good shortstops right now. I mean, you know, and look at the other league. The Dodgers uh, Corey Seager's brother I mean, he's tremendous. It's just there's just so many good shortstops.
0: Let me ask you about another player. I'm am I'm, I'm not intrigued by. I'm just interested yeah. in Drew Robinson. Uh, does he have a future in the, with this team?
1: He could be the center fielder next year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't see him re-signing Gomez. Uh, he, according to his AAA manager Jason Wood, center field's probably his best position. He runs well, throws well, um, and they with Brinson traded to Milwaukee. They don't have another center fielder you know, on, knocking on the door. Or he could be a Ben Zobris type. He, other than, you know, he has a little trouble at shortstop, and that's, that's a bit of a problem. But uh, he's played everywhere at AAA. He started everywhere but catcher last year at AAA. And, and Jason Wood said he wasn't afraid to put him anywhere. But, you know, they played him at shortstop this spring. He was a little short there. But, you know, a guy who can play a lot of positions, flexibility is very important now. And, you know, left-handed bat, which adds to the equation, got some pop at the bat. Yeah, he could be here, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the opening day center fielder. So
0: year. you said the Rangers won't won't sign the Rangers. Why won't they will sign Gomez? I don't
1: see him I don't see him signing Gomez because he, you know he's getting back to. The, uh, let me put this: He played very well last year. Those last six weeks, played very well. I think he's taken a little step backward this year. I don't know if it was the injury that's bothered him. His defense in center field hasn't been as good. You know he's striking out a lot again. You know that huge swing where he goes, to the batting helmet goes spinning around his head. Uh, I, I, I just don't think they've gotten what they expected from him this year, and they were, I think they were just hoping for more, and it hasn't been there.
0: And the the big question mark number thirteen, Joey Gallo.
1: Play him. You got to play him. He's probably the first baseman. I don't think they'll bring Napoli back next year either, and, and I see him as the first baseman next year. And. You know, if you're ready to – if you're – you know, the three true outcomes, strikeout, walk, or homer, and to his credit, he's walking a lot more this year. Uh, I think his at-bats have been better. I don't think he's ever going to shorten up of two strikes. He's always going to swing to the heels. But, you know, if you're willing to live with that, 40 homers, 200 strikeouts, and, you know, 80 walks. I think they'd
0: take that. Wouldn't they take that?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, the strikeouts really – you know, that's the one problem this team has. They got to, you, you can't have a bunch of guys. You can have one guy like him in the lineup. I don't know if you can have two or three, which they, they sort of have now with Odor and Gomez.
0: What about Odor? What's you, what you remake of Odor?
1: Um, I think I, 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 he's got a ton of talent. I mean, that's not a novel observation. I, do, I really do believe when, when Beltray wasn't in the lineup early in the year for that extended period that he put a lot of pressure on himself. He wanted to be the man. As Ric Flair often says,
0: Rick, oh, we're wrestling. Yeah. The first, okay, let me get that first wrestling That's reference. That's right. Fourteen yeah. minutes in, Ric Flair. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. And he got he got too too big with his swing, uh, trying to be that guy. Having Beltre back for a while now, I think they're bringing him back under control. About the last ten days for the break, he had a, you know he had that ten game hitting streak that ended the last game for the break. He had it probably his best at bats of the year. If he can carry that on the second half, he'll hit 30 plus homers again. I don't know if he's going to hit 270 again, but he'll have a better second half. But I really do think he got out of his game trying to be Beltre when Beltre wasn't there. And so is he? The ability's there.
0: Is he? He's a piece. Office, he's yeah. a key, He's a piece you'd keep. I mean, he's a piece you yeah. rely, yeah. rely on. You, you're yeah. willing to and rely he's on. Get,
1: yeah, yeah. He's got to get better in the field, though. His defense is still rough. And they've really got to get better at the field. He's really got to improve his defense. Is
0: that just mental? Is a lot of that mental?
1: No, I think it's physical. He tries to be too quick on everything. He he doesn't. You know, you don't have to make the you know the, the rapid bang bang play every time. He tries to do that. He's got again almost like Perez. He's got to slow down a little bit. That you know, Buck Showalter talks about the internal clock that fielders have. He's got to know who's running. You know what it is. What he can do on the play, he doesn't have to if he doesn't have to hurry a throw. It's like he tries to be. He just tries to be too quick on every play.
0: You like you talk to scouts. I think more than just about anybody I know. I know that's true. Yeah. To scouts, why do you like talking to scouts so much?
1: Well, a they're good guys. They know what's going on. And B, look, I don't know anything. I'm a do- I'm a dodo, but the scouts know. And if they're willing to share their information with me, I'm all ears. And a lot of them are really good, and they'll be more than happy to, you know, give you tell you their observations and stuff. And that's listen, I, I can't go out and find a player. I couldn't go out and tell you who a player is unless it's really obvious. I could tell you Aaron Judge has power, but I mean these guys, you know, the stuff they know it's just unbelievable.
0: Is 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 he is, he, is Aaron Judge? Uh, I, I'm going to be interested in watching him they, in New York. They're going to make him into the next coming of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I don't know what is yeah.
1: is, 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 right.
0: is is that. How? What do you, when you see Aaron Judge? What do you think?
1: He's staggering physically, he's six seven, two seventy two. I think it's wow.
0: like Andre the Giant. But, a, but he's a good a
1: athlete. You know, yeah. he's not a plotter. He's not a plotter. He plays pretty well in right field. Right. Uh, he, he's a good. Athlete. I think this guy could. You know, he's very and he's very mature. Uh, he get you know, and which is important in New York, as you know, because the you know the attention he's going to get it chews up a lot of guys. I don't think he's he's a one God. Who was that guy they had in the early nineties? Hit a bunch of homers and flamed out. I I'm, God, I'm, Moss. I'm, I'm losing my mind.
0: Oh, Kevin yeah, Moss.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Kevin. Uh, yeah. Kevin. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. Very good. He went to Cal. He, he went to he, Cal. No. Oh! oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's his,
0: It's it's the Wagner alumni uh, connection. Kevin
1: yeah. Moss. Well, he yeah, he's not that. I mean, he's he's for real. Uh, and you know, I made. I usually hate the home run derby. But I watched it last night to see him in Stanton. So, I mean, he's, a, he's charismatic. With, everybody loves the long ball. Remember Chicks dig the long ball? Yeah. And he, he hits it, but, he, but he's not just a home run hitter. He's not like Napoli, more homers and singles. He'll put good at-bats out there, too. So, now he's, he, he's, in the, he's in the right city to be a big-time well, he star. He
0: strikes out a lot, though, doesn't he?
1: Well, every home run hitter does. That's the part of the game now. Strikeouts are flooding the game. and nobody. You, when I first started, guys would get really embarrassed if they struck out. Now nobody cares. And I hate to sound like an old man get off my lawn, but that's where I've seen a big change. Hitters with two strikes when I started, they would all shorten up. They would rather just play pepper and just put the ball in play and see what happens than walk back dragging the bat. Now they don't care. And, I'm you know, that's the way teams are willing to live with it.
0: Jerry, do you think it's a good thing that the All-Star game outcome no longer determines home field in the World Series?
1: Yeah, I do, yeah. I do too. Because... Because so often, you know, the game is determined in the late innings with guys from, uh, you know, take, you know, second-run teams out there. You know, it was, it was, it was a farce. I thought. I thought it was just. I thought it was a knee-jerk reaction to that tie, and then when they ran out of pitchers in Milwaukee. You know, no, I, I like it for what it is—an exhibition to see the players you like to see. You know, that's what it should be. It shouldn't be any any more added importance to that. I think.
0: As we have a brief pause uh, in the action, I'll just remind everybody you're listening to the Ballsy podcast, uh, product of SportsdayDFW.com and the Dallas Morning News. That's the Sean Bass line. If Sean were here, Sean is not here because he's off playing program director at the ticket because Jeff Catlin's on vacation. And Evan Grant is on vacation again. And uh, Kevin Charrington's on vacation again. Mm-hmm. And so that so that's left uh, me, who I who is coming off vacation again, and uh, I, I brought Chris Wagner in here because Chris knows m- so much about everything. I kind of just it, got and, back from vacation, and, and, it, us, and so. it was a great opportunity to have the great Jerry Fraley on. And so I just so for so if you're a Ranger fan right now, are you how are you supposed to feel?
1: Well, I think you got to feel a little let down by the first half again. What are they? Forty-three and forty-five. They should be at least forty-eight and forty-three, which would put them atop the wild card. Uh, but I think you have to be a little bit optimistic if you're a Ranger fan that the, you know, the lineup is going to be intact, which it wasn't for most of the first half. Hamels is through the ball well after he's starting to throw the ball well. Darvish, you would think his luck has to change in terms of offensive support. Ross is, you know, getting there. Uh, they've got a chance, I think, to have a good first half. I mean, remember they were under. I'm not saying this is going to happen, please, but remember in '15 they had a real you know, kind of a lackluster first half and turned it on in the second half.
0: Tell so, me about tell me about what you see for the bullpen, though.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's going to be the problem. And I don't, I, I, I just don't know where they go there because if, if you go bullpen by committee, that's the worst way to go. That's how. That's why Pittsburgh never won in the early '90s because they never had a closer. You have got to have a closer. Uh, I, I don't know who they can go. I don't think uh, Keeler keeps having physical problems. It's obvious Bush wasn't ready for it. You know, that's the one thing we haven't mentioned, but losing Jake Diekman has really hurt this team. Jake Diekman was a glue guy out there, and I know people, a lot of people dismiss the importance of that, but I think it is. What does he that mean? the guy who held it.
0: What he, does that mean? He's
1: the guy. Who, he's the guy who holds it together. He's the guy who, when somebody's down, lifts them up. He's the guy who... Keep some focus. Jake, Jake Diekman was very – I don't I don't think we have properly portrayed just how much he meant to that bullpen. Plus, left-handed power arm who could blow guys away. Not having him is really – I think that's one of the reasons Dyson struggled. He really leaned on Diekman for emotional support. Uh, and, you know, I, I just don't know. You know, they've tried a bunch of guys in the minors like Connor Sadzik at Frisco, and that's not working out. I, I just don't know what, where they go. That's That's going to be the problem. You know, if it were me – I'd go with Alex Claudio. Really, he's the best guy. He's the best guy out there. I know. I know he throws below hitting speed almost, but he's a magician. He's got black magic out there. Are, are, I, are, I would throw. I would throw him out there.
0: Are you not a fan? I take it, the one guy you haven't mentioned is Jeremy Jeffress.
1: Yeah, you know he's got the back problem, and I just think he's better in the sixth or seventh inning. Uh, I don't know about him in the ninth. I mean, he did it. He did it last year with Milwaukee for four months and was pretty good with it, but. Uh, he just hasn't been quite the same, I don't know if it's because of the back or what, but, I mean, when you really step back and look at it, Claudio's probably their best reliever. And, you know, there used to be a lot of guys like Doug Jones and Trevor Chauf- Trevor Hoffman would close with change-ups, so why not try it? The guy's got as gr- good a change-up as anybody I've seen. I mean, hitters just can't touch it.
0: Okay, so... Uh, Evan will still be on vacation when after the All Star break, and uh, they're, sent, they're sending a rookie, basically a, an outsider, out to uh, Kansas City for the series. Me, to, mm-hmm. co- to, to cover right. to cover the series. What should I look for in, in the up upco- the first series after the All Star, after the All Star break? Give me some give me some angles. Come on, help me out.
1: Well, there's you know, obviously great barbecue restaurants.
0: Okay, yeah, but in I mean no. in, inside the stadium,
1: at, at the games. Oh uh you know Kansas City until they ran into the Dodgers last weekend' they're playing well uh they'll test the Rangers catchers they love to run they'll test the fielders they love to take the extra base uh you know the pitching matchup should favor the Rangers the Royals you know they, they they've been reeling the you know the unfortunate death of Donald Ventura back in January I think. yeah so they don't they don't have a number one starter but they're a they're, they're a feisty club. And you know they've they've got some power. Mustakas could they could finally have a guy hit forty homers for the first time in franchise history. Oh. Mustakas they've never John maybe no the, the see, Bo, bye Bye Bell Boney's the, the record holder was thirty eight really yeah they've never had a guy hit forty homers. I
0: can't fake you out on anything, can I? For else uh, I, I try. I mean, the
1: key the, the key for the Rangers is they gotta okay they gotta come out smoking. They cannot they've they basically. You know, what, what have they used up? They've used up their mulligans. they got to come out hard, you know, uh, and they, they can't, you know, they can't go another four and six road trip like they did with Cleveland. What was the last one? White Sox, Yankees, Cleveland in some order. They've got to come out. They've got to put it. you know, they haven't been good on the road this year. they got to go on this trip at least six and four because they also got Baltimore. Uh, and they've got to get something going. Um, that's where that last game before the break, I know it was only one game, but. That hurt him because if you take a four-game winning streak in the break, and, again, I know a lot of people don't put no stock in this, they would have had a lot of momentum going into Kansas City. And the way they lost that Sunday game was like just a thud.
0: It's like they, they didn't show up. Uh, well, Darvish yeah. showed up, and, and, and the bats, you know, they, it's like they packed their bats yeah. to send them to Kansas City right. already.
1: Yeah. But, no, I mean, Kansas City is, a, is a, Kansas City is like a rare American League team that runs and tries to put pressure on defenses. So, you know, that'll be interesting to watch. And if Jason, the only thing is, if, if Jason Vargas doesn't pitch in the All-Star game tonight, he's 12-3, they will see Jason Vargas. They need to root for Vargas to pitch in the All-Star game so they miss him during the series.
0: So let me ask you about a, a kid from a Jesuit who I wrote a story on a couple of years ago. How's Josh Bell doing?
1: With Pittsburgh, yeah. tremendous power, tremendous power. Uh, his defense at first is a little rough, but... He was a, He's a converted. He was an outfielder. Right. But he he's he's a centerpiece of that team for the years to come. I mean, and he made a good decision because if he'd gone to Texas, all he would have done was learn how to bunt. Oh, and he's a power hitter. Wow. So, well, it's true. Okay. In college baseball all they do is bunt. I hate that. No. He he's 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 a he's a good kid. He's a strong kid. He's going to be a centerpiece of that team. And you know, the, right now they're in like a little bit of the, the small market down cycle. In a year or two they hope they'll be done with those upcycles
0: so will you or I or Evan grant be covering a postseason uh with the rangers this season
1: uh you know i'm gonna i hate to sound like a homer but i think i think they'll get at least the wild card game i really do uh the problem with that even if you win the wild card game then you get Houston. And then it's bingo, bango, bongo, probably.
0: So, so you, you're, you're a fan. Is, is Houston, are, are, are the Astros the Warriors of uh, baseball this season, at least?
1: That's a, yeah, They're getting there. That's a good thing. You know, look at, they got three starters in the All Star game tonight. Springer is a great young player. Correa is a great young player. Altuve's is just a trip to watch. What is, what is with him? Altuve?
0: Yes. What did he have? Five three hit games in a row going into the All Star break?
1: He's just a machine. He just a, he uses the whole field, he hits everything hard. They call line to line, you know. And he doesn't just serve the ball to right field. He hits bullets to right field.
0: Where did he, he come from, you know, Jerry? He was, uh, was he was he?
1: They this is they used to own Venezuela. The Astros, they were the first team to really go hard in Venezuela. They had an academy there, and, and they were just you look. They've had a lot of really good Venezuelan players. Unfortunately, with the instability in Venezuela, they, they've. You know that has caused a lot of teams to pull out of Venezuela. Uh, they don't have near as big a presence as they used to. But uh, that—that—that's what he came out there. Venezuelan pipeline.
0: So while everybody was the Dominican, they were in—they were,
1: yeah—in the, in Venezuela. Well, they had a, there was, a, there, yeah, there was. A, there were two people. One was a man named Andres Reiner, who was a businessman and a baseball fan who had tons of connections down there. And another was a man I haven't seen recently, but I believe he's still a professor at the University of Texas, Milton Jamile. Oh, I remember, yeah. And, yeah, and they both had connections in Venezuela, and the Astros took advantage of that. Uh, Jerry Hunsicker, when he was the GM, uh, really used those two guys. I don't, I don't mean use it in a negative way. Right. I mean, he took advantage of those two guys to help open doors for the Astros in Venezuela. And Jerry, to his credit, found out you know what, what those kids wanted. I mean, their, their academy down there, they had the English lessons, uh, they did all they could to help the kids make the transition, you know, to, to the to the states, and it was it was way years ahead of other teams, and that was a, you know, that's why they got so many players out of there. And
0: Altuve is the star of the class, or the yeah, he's the right valedictorian.
1: There. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's right there. But I mean, they just, yeah, but they've just there's been a long list of them, boy, and they were that's one of the big things. But unfortunately, that's gone now for them because again, the instability down there.
0: Right, 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 right. But, 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 you know, the, the thing about the, the Astros, the baseball draft is such a gamble. I know they had a lot of high picks, right? right? They had a lot of really high picks and, they, and great picks. And, but they
1: missed on them. They had the number one pick three years in a row and only got one player, Correa. They missed on Appel out of Stanford, and they couldn't sign Aiken, the high school kid, out of Southern California. When you got the number one pick three years in a row and get one player, that's really not good drafting. You know, they you, even if guys. that
0: player is correct? But, but Correa wasn't a consensus number one, was he? Uh, he was pretty close. He was pretty close? Okay. that, yeah. that, that Thanks for not saying Barry, you're an idiot. He, right. he was right. a, the consensus yeah. number one. Right. So, But but th- the draft has helped them immeasurably, correct? Or, or am I being... Yeah, I mean, very- they've got,
1: yeah. well, no, they've got yeah, high draft picks. You know, they tank to get the high draft picks and the extra picks. Yeah, it helped them. Yeah. Uh, Springer, obviously, uh, but, you know, that's, you know, they, I guess they're willing to, you know, have those four or five tough years to do that. But, yeah, drafts has definitely helped them, but internationals helped them, too.
0: Jerry, you've given us a geopolitical lesson on the uh, signing of uh, Latin American players. Thanks for that. Is there, is there, any, are there any wrestling things? Because uh, I know you know even more about professional wrestling than you do professional baseball. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I know so little about baseball, according to most managers. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we had a great pay per view the other night,
0: and and uh, what the and the great match was
1: Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. It and, was good.
0: And Les did Lesnar come
1: out on top? He did, yes. But it was they, they set up another rematch, just like boxing. And Whoa. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman was a tremendous. The ambulance match was outstanding, also. Jerry,
0: I just want to say this before we go, and I don't want to sound yeah. like an old man. Wrestling today is not nearly as good as it was oh, back in the in day. in the
1: territories. Oh, the territory days were better. But here, let me leave you with one little thing. Braun Strowman, this giant guy, his first name is Braun, B-R-A-U-N, because he's a huge Milwaukee Brewers fan, and Ryan Braun's his favorite player.
0: Are you kidding? So that's not his real name?
1: No, that's not his real name. But when he went to his wrestling name, he wanted a, uh, something related to the Brewers, so he got, and he loves Ryan Braun.
0: You will, ladies and gentlemen. You will not hear nuggets like that on any other podcast in America, because <laughs> and, 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 because Jerry's so good at that. Jerry, you and I are going to have lunch tomorrow. lunch is, absolutely. Lunch will be on the ballsy podcast. We'll take it out of the million dollar budget we have. Right. And sorry, there'll be no money for you, Chris. Okay. Okay. I'll i sound like everybody else, at Dallas Morning News. There's no money for you, Chris. No soup for you. No sorry. soup for you. Jerry, thanks so much for being with us. You are a font, a bastion of information. And I'm I I gotta be honest, I'm really I was really surprised to hear you so optimistic about the Rangers in the second no. half.
1: That's my nature but anyway was well, Gordon Solie used to say so long from the
0: sunshine state. Mr. Sunshine, Jerry Fraley. Jerry, thanks so much for being on this ballsy podcast. You but he's he's I'm telling you there is nobody and I mean nobody in the world that knows more. He he was dropping facts in there. Of course, I assume they're right and I know cuz Jerry would never never do that. He was dropping names and facts and things in there that like matter-of-factly off the top of his head. That I'm sitting here going, Wow. It's funny to hear him say he doesn't know much about Well, baseball. he said yeah, like he said yeah, because he's very, Jerry's that. the most self deprecating guy you you'll ever meet. Yeah, but I he mean, is a font yeah. of of information and, and I think we should take more advantage of him here on the Ballsy podcast. He sees things. He sees things we he don't hear. see. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'll go, you know, I'll I'll be sitting next to him at a game and, and he'll go and he'll go, Have you thought about this? And I'll go, No, all I'm thinking about is do I want popcorn or peanuts in the next, in, in the next? And and, and he, his mind, he's got a great baseball mind. He's a really smart guy. He didn't go to Cal, but he went to Carnegie Mellon, That's which is which, which is a pretty pretty good school out in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. So um, and we, uh, I'm a tr- I'm a father of a Trinity Un- University alum in San Antonio. We tried desperately to get Jerry's son, uh, who's a football player in California, somewhere in in Northern California. But he's decided to go to UT instead of TU. Wow!
1: But he's wah, wah. but
0: he's he's not. He's, I don't think he'll be playing football there. But uh, uh, we wish we wish him the very best. That's uh, Jerry's son. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening, for bearing with us today. On I hope I didn't yell too much. That's the, the great Tommy sitting over there, and Jory Epstein, who transcribes this, told my daughter the other day that. When when she transcribes, what she transcribes, this, she has to turn it down whenever, when it, whenever I uh, I speak. And I want to thank profusely the great Chris Wagner for being with us today. Hey, it's my pleasure. And uh, we hope we have to have have you back uh, w- when we have a full house in here. We can talk about movies. We could talk about life. We could talk because you're not only movies. You're Mr. Culture. I'm Mr. Culture. So we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Tommy, as always, a genius. Running, running, running the uh, running the board. I guess, I guess that is. And Sean Bass will be back as assistant program director at the ticket next week. So that means he'll be able to come in and work the board for. Uh, no, he'll be able to direct us and to and to lead us and to remember when to plug things because I can never remember to do that. Thanks everybody for listening. It's been great. And as they say in New York, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast.